0: welcome to the ruby kind podcast i'm your host danielle and i'm really honored you've joined us the ruby kind is a community of thriving young women learning to embrace our unique giftings through real conversation and practical application. We are passionate about empowering you to be an authentic Jesus follower, the kind that's worth far more than rubies. I remember that drive so clearly. My heart had begun to race again. It's that wild feeling of losing control, your hands tingling, vision feeling blurred. It was an old familiar feeling. It had been quite some time, but here I was in my car at night having a panic attack again. I blasted the worship music and I cried out to God. I took authority over my mind, confessing scripture with boldness. I thank you, Lord, that I do not have to be anxious. Panic attacks do not come from you, and I don't have to accept it. Mind, you line up with God's word. I have peace that passes understanding and a mind that is sound. White knuckling the steering wheel, drowning in fear and anger and frustration, I told myself deep breaths, Danielle deep breaths. Then I heard it. Not audibly, but I knew that voice. It was Jesus. The Bible talks about how we're going to know when Jesus speaks that it'll be like the voice of a good shepherd. And that's the voice I heard sing ever so sweetly. Be with me. That's what I heard. Immediately, the Holy Spirit reminded me of Hebrews 4. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. It was as if I could literally see him sitting in the passenger seat next to me. The weight in my chest began to lift and I sobbed as I took deep breaths. I knew at my very core that he was moved with compassion over my struggle with anxiety in that moment. He felt my pain, and I felt his unconditional love for me. He wasn't disappointed in me or frustrated that I had let my thoughts creep in and create anxiety. He sympathized with me right there, right in the middle of my weakness. The very same Jesus, who is the king of kings, the righteous and eternal judge, the one with all authority and dominion and power and strength, he understood how crippling anxiety could be. While he was without sin, he was tempted like we were, and he sweat blood in the garden, leading up to his brutal torture and death on the cross for us. He didn't need me to explain myself away or to convince him to bring me to a place of peace. He didn't need me to confess perfect scripture over myself or recite a wordy prayer to persuade him to take notice of me and what I was fighting against. No, The Prince of Peace was in that car with me and all he said was, Be with me. This year is already off to a pretty unbelievable start. As I write this, we're preparing for the directive by the governor of Minnesota to shelter in place for the next two weeks due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Although I'm blessed to have what's considered an essential occupation and be able to work, I have friends in all walks of life who are drastically affected by the repercussions of this virus pregnant mamas trying to stay healthy for themselves and baby, friends finding themselves faced with figuring out how they're going to pay their bills and keep food on the table because they can't work, parents whose children are now home for the rest of the school year and they're homeschooling for the first time along with being quarantined in their homes for weeks on end, friends and family on the front lines working in the medical field and those facing fears of contracting the virus themselves are even worse. Someone close to them who is already ill contracting it. We are all in uncharted waters right now, wondering when we'll be on the other side of it all. And honestly, regardless of your personal opinion or feelings on every detail of what's happening, we are all presented with our own set of challenges during this time. The Ruby Kind has always been a place where we engage the truth of God's Word and we allow that to inform our behavior, letting Christ in us transform us into a rare and beautiful woman, one worth far more than rubies. So I feel this incredible tension and weight in leading us to that truth. And you know, not truth like the world offers, something fluid and changing, unpredictable and unsteady. No. The truth. And friends, I'm not talking about a list of rules or the perfect prayer or confession. I'm not talking about a devotional or 30 minutes in your prayer closet. I'm not talking about a book or theology. No, listen to me carefully. I said I want to help lead you to the truth. Do you know him? Can you feel him calling you to sit back with him and rest? His message is clear and it's simple, but it is your vitality. Be with me. Dear friend, He sees your pain and He sees your worries and your fears. He is moved with compassion for you in all of the things that you believe are possibilities right now. He is not angry with you for fighting those fears, but what He is absolutely saying to you right now is, I've got you. I've got this. I am healer and provider and protector and comforter. I am your peace and joy and hope. I am your patience and I can help you as you feel like you are being called to suffering long. I am good and gentle and kind. I am love and I am asking you to be with me. There are two passages of scripture that I have been reading over and over and over again the past two weeks. They've become the thing that leads me back into communion with him, which brings me back into perspective. I'm sure that many of you are very familiar with both of them, and yet I know that at least in my own life, I often find myself mindlessly reading or reciting scripture and yet denying its power. So let me share them with you. The first is what triggered the direction for our conversation this month, Matthew six twenty five through 34 Therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? Why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wild flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown in the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? So don't worry saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all of these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has trouble of its own. It's easy to read this verse when everything is going well and we're just waiting on our paycheck to hit the bank. It's easy to remind someone else of the fact that God will provide and protect them, but it's tough when we're right in the middle of the mess. And yet all of our life is centered around these very questions. Do I believe that God really is who he says that he is and that he will do what he says that he will do? Will I trust Him and cling to Him in spite of what I'm faced with? Did God really say that if I seek Him first and His righteousness, that the things that I have need of will be provided for me? And I get it. I'm right there with you. It's so hard to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus sometimes. The bills don't stop. We don't quit needing to pay for our mortgage and the kids don't quit needing your attention and affection. You can't hide in the wilderness and guarantee that you will never come in contact with illness or with pain. The pressures and concerns of this natural life are ongoing. Sometimes we need to give ourselves the grace though and to speak to Jesus like the father whose son was demon-possessed in Mark 9. Can you imagine... His son would throw himself into the fire, writhing in convulsions, and the father of that son cried out to Jesus for help. So they brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw him, it immediately threw the boy into convulsions. He fell on the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening to him? Jesus asked his father. From childhood, he said, and many times it has thrown him into the fire or water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can, everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the father of the boy cried out, I do believe, help me in my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was quickly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Then it came out, shrieking and throwing him into terrible convulsions. The boy became like a corpse so that many said, He's dead. But Jesus, taking him by the hand, raised him, and he stood up. That has been the cry of my heart for years now in overcoming anxiety. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Did you know that you can pray that prayer? Right after it says in Hebrews 4 that Jesus sympathizes with our weaknesses, the writer reminds us to boldly come before his throne of grace, to be with him. You can pray like that. Jesus tells us in Matthew 6 how to pray, and this is what that example has begun to look like in my own personal prayers. It starts, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. God, you are so good. You have proven yourself to be good over and over in my life. You have shown yourself to be kind and gracious and faithful. You are my safe place and my refuge, my king and my father. I put my trust in you. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. God, I want to see your kingdom come in my life and your will to be done. Show me how to walk that out. Make your will for my life plain and clear and help me to be obedient to walk in your ways. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, you know what I need. You know our needs financially. Help us to be good stewards of our finances and to invest into good works. Help us to trust you that you will be our provider and do everything that we do with excellence unto you. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. God, I'm sorry for the areas of my life where I've sinned against you. I need your forgiveness and mercy in my life. And Lord, show me if I'm walking in unforgiveness to anyone else so that I can forgive them too. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. God, help me to continue to follow after you. You know the areas where I'm prone to sin, so help lead me away from temptation and help me to resist the enemy. I am not a slave to sin. I am your child, and I can walk righteously by your spirit. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And you could just pray that. But I pray you are just and good and gracious, God. Let my life bring you honor and glory and let me lead and point people to your unfailing love. He says, pray like this, not pray this prayer, not get caught up in the religious dogma, not have a routine that can't ever be flexible to the spirit of God, but use this, pray like this. He shows us how to pray. How to release the grip of anxiety on our hearts and our lives and place our gaze back on Him. He teaches us how to be bold and confident while also knowing how to be still. He isn't threatened by the warring within our souls. Instead, He offers unparalleled and unexplainable peace when we choose to be with Him. We may not know the outcome of this year or the physical ramifications of what's taking place in our world today. But Jesus promises that even though we will have trials in this life, we can trust in Him. I love the way the Passion Translation says it in John 16, And everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows. But you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. He says that he will give us great confidence as we rest in him. We can know this kind of peace, my friends. As we wrap up, I want to read one final passage of scripture to you and then share a gift with you. This is the second passage that I've been praying over my family and friends and over you these past two weeks. I want you to notice how it begins. He who dwells, or he who lives, under the protection of the most high he who dwells let's make this personal today that's how i'm gonna read it for you i want you to breathe deep and soak in this truth today i want you to know that even with the kids screaming in the background or the anxious thoughts rolling around in your mind even if you're fighting sickness in your body these words are truth and life to your soul be with him right now After we read this together, I'm going to share a song with you that I wrote a few years ago, and it's a gift from me to you to bring strength and hope and courage to your soul. I pray that you will continue to abide in the presence of the Almighty and loving God, and that you will choose to be with Him in whatever you may be facing. The one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. You will rescue me from the trap, from the destructive plague. You will cover me with your feathers. I will take refuge under your wings. Your faithfulness will be a protective shield. I will not fear the terror of the night, the arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in darkness, or the pestilence that ravages at noon though a thousand may fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand the pestilence will not reach me i will only see it with my eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked because i have made the lord my refuge the most high my dwelling place no harm will come to me no plague will come near my tent for you will give your angels orders concerning me to protect me in all my ways They will support me with their hands, so that I will not strike my foot against a stone. I will tread on the lion and the cobra. I will trample the young lion and serpent. Because I have my heart set on you, you will deliver me. You will protect me because I know your name. When I call out to you, you will answer me. You will be with me in trouble. You will rescue me and give me honor. You will satisfy me with a long life and show me your salvation.
1: Be still, my heart. Let go of your